847 is 366 and 7. Hello and welcome to A Score to Settle, a podcast about movie and TV music. I'm your host, Brian McVicker. Each episode, I focus on music composed for film and television, whether through analyzing a specific score, taking a deep dive into a particular composer's work, or by way of interviews with guests, both those in the industry and also fellow fans. As an exciting recap of the previous episode of the podcast, you might recall me mentioning how I began another sub-series, or mini-series, to use television vernacular, that being a focus on TV series which migrated to the big screen. I felt motivated to explore musically what was or was not carried over from the televised episodes to the theatrical feature, or features. Was the TV series theme referenced? Was the style of episodic scoring repeated? To help us identify persistent attributes, I will feature music released officially on album from a selected TV series, followed by the films. Last time on A Score to Settle, I covered the spy-themed franchise Mission Impossible from that original TV series spanning the late 60s and early 1970s to its late 1980s revival, and then on to the long-running, highly successful series of movies. In this episode, I am retaining the spy genre focus while returning to the 1960s to what is considered the first American spy show on television, The Man from UNCLE. Now let's open channel D, please. In the wake of the cinematic introduction of James Bond with 1962's Dr. No, movie studios all followed suit in creating their own version of the instantly popular spy thriller. This initially resulted in emulating the glamorous and tongue-in-cheek style seen in 007's first adventures, and fairly soon after, these attempts migrated to the small screen, beginning two years later with the premiere of The Man from Uncle in 1964. The show was created by Norman Felton, who was fresh off another hit series called Dr. Kildare, alongside ubiquitous TV screenwriter Sam Rolfe, and with a minor assist from James Bond author himself, Ian Fleming, who contributed several character names. The show followed the missions assigned to two secret agents who were part of the fictional counterterrorism agency called UNCLE. UNCLE an acronym for United Network Command for Law and Enforcement, quite a mouthful, uh, would task its best agents, Napoleon Solo, an American, played by Robert Vaughn, and a Russian named Ilya Kuryakin, played by David McCallum, to topple nefarious Cold War-era plots by an evil agency called Thrush. The series ran for four seasons on NBC, spawned one spin-off, the short-lived Girl from UNCLE, and inspired a propagation of spy-themed shows across the TV landscape, from Mission Impossible in 1966 to I Spy, Get Smart, and Wild Wild West. Musically, the series soundscape was set down by a then-promising young composer, Jerry Goldsmith. 
That was the symphonic concert version of Goldsmith's main theme for The Man from U.N.C.L.E. As you can hear, it's a propulsive martial piece of music centered on brass and percussion, but also indicates the tongue-in-cheek flair of the show via trumpet trills and the melodic line. The initial presentation of the theme was in the odd meter tempo of 5-4, the tango tempo, which listeners might recall is also the time signature of Lalo Schifrin's Mission Impossible theme, coincidentally written two years after the uncle theme. In the original 1964 recording, the mid-1960s time period is captured through the use of a flute set against bongos, a sound very much associated with the exotica lounge music style of the time. Listen for that aspect of Goldsmith's theme again in this recording of the end title cue, which closed out the actual episodes of the first season. That was the 1964 broadcast version of Goldsmith's exciting main uncle main title theme. At this early stage in Goldsmith's own career, he'd been composing mostly for radio and television, including live television, during the 1950s. Leading up to The Man from Uncle, he'd provided music for Gunsmoke, Perry Mason, Thriller, Have Gun Will Travel, and The Twilight Zone. Showrunner and producer Norman Felton had sought out Jerry Goldsmith due to their winning collaboration on the aforementioned medical series Dr. Kildare, for which Goldsmith penned its main theme and several episode scores. His long-lined and thoughtful Dr. Kildare theme became quite popular, uh, especially after lyrics were added and it received radio play back in the day. TV theme for Dr. Kildare got Goldsmith the job on the next series produced by Norman Felton, 
For The Man From U.N.C.L.E., he not only composed the main theme, but also scored three episodes in its first season, and added a secondary theme, called Meet Mr. Solo. This tune is more of a very chill and laid-back love theme, uh, befitting the ladies' man persona of the suave and handsome secret agent. Here is that secondary theme for The Man From U.N.C.L.E.'s series, composed by Jerry Goldsmith, Meet Mr. Solo. That was Jerry Goldsmith's secondary theme for the Man From U.N.C.L.E. TV series, a more laid-back, chill kind of theme called Meet Mr. Solo. Now, in terms of his burgeoning film scoring career, uh, Goldsmith had been rapidly rising to the top of the A-list of composers at that time, especially with his first Academy Award nomination for 1962's Freud, as well as high praise for his sensitive handling of the modern-day Western Lonely Are the Brave that same year. His early film and TV work, from, let's say, the late 1950s through about the mid-1960s, showcase a stronger influence of the modernist classical composer Bela Bartok. The instrumentation is centered more on brass, percussion, piano, and woodwinds, omitting strings altogether, uh, with an overall uh, more angular, dissonant sound. As an example of this quality, check out this montage cue from an early Goldsmith score, the 1959 thriller City of Fear.
And then if we move forward a few years to 1963's The Prize, also an espionage thriller, that angular dissonant sound persisted, even when the brass percussion, piano, and winds are augmented with pizzicato, or plucked strings. Listen for that in this cue called The Blade from 1963's The Prize. So that was an example of two early Goldsmith film cues from 1959's City of Fear, 1963's The Prize, so you can get an idea of what the quality of his sound was at this time in his career. And you can hear these same sonic attributes in Goldsmith's three episodes uh, scores for the Man from Uncle TV series, starting with the pilot, which is entitled The Vulcan Affair. So you always knew it was an episode of The Man from U.N.C.L.E. by the fact that they all included the word affair in the title to signify that week's mission, such as the Deadly Games Affair, the Moonglow Affair, or the Yellow Scarf Affair. Anyway, Jerry Goldsmith brought that same sharp-edged, odd-meter sound from his early film scores to The Man from U.N.C.L.E. However, with the smaller music budgets for television, he omitted strings, leaving just that brass, percussion, piano, and woodwind instrumentation. Here is the cue called Breakout, from Jerry Goldsmith's score for the Man from U.N.C.L.E. pilot episode, The Vulcan Affair, during which you can also hear the main theme being showcased.
That was a climactic cue from Jerry Goldsmith's score for the Man From U.N.C.L.E. pilot episode, The Vulcan Affair. Following along after the pilot, Goldsmith scored the episodes The Deadly Games Affair and The King of Knaves Affair, providing variations on his main uncle theme, the solo theme, and an exciting action motif, along with adding the Novacord electronic keyboard in that latter score for King of Knaves. And with that, Jerry Goldsmith garnered Emmy and Golden Globe nominations for his uncle theme and had successfully implemented the musical template for the series. This is something which continued through its first season, carried on as expected at the time by additional composers on staff. In the meantime, Goldsmith's typically busy schedule had him moving on to film projects such as In Harm's Way, The Satan Bug, and A Patch of Blue in 1965. So during that first season, the additional composers on staff included Morton Stevens, Walter Scharf, and Mission Impossible composer himself, Lalo Schifrin, all of whom contributed original scores for the dozen or so episodes slated for this. While, as per union rules at the time, the remaining episodes each season without original scores were tracked with existing music. This was an aspect I had mentioned in the previous episode, the Mission Impossible episode as well, and this is why you hear some of the same cues repeated throughout a season uh, for these 1960s television series. In terms of the original scores composed for that first season of The Man from U.N.C.L.E., you can hear how Goldsmith's approach was adopted uh, in this rapid chase cue composed by Morton Stevens for the episode called The Double Affair. Now, this is uh, the case where he's also utilizing instrumentation of brass, percussion, piano, and woodwinds uh, for the orchestra. So again, this is a cue uh, composed by Morton Stevens for the episode called The Double Affair from the Man from U.N.C.L.E. TV series.
That was a motorcycle chase cue composed by Morton Stevens for the episode The Double Affair, a first season episode of The Man from Uncle. It's important to note that back in 1964, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that a new TV series would premiere in color, as it was still quite an expense. As a result, the first season of Man from Uncle was in black and white, and thus the tone, as you could possibly tell in the music so far, is more a straightforward action-adventure, with the occasional dollop of dry wit to add levity. Prior to establishing a similar serious-minded tone for Mission Impossible, Lalo Schifrin provided both ominous dramatic scoring as well as a Latin flair to Uncle. In this two-and-a-half-minute example of his music for the episode The Fiddlesticks Affair, Schifrin moves from very tense scoring to a rumba source cue. The plot for this episode involves safe-cracking the villain's treasury, and I love how the harp and dissonant flutes nicely color the sweaty tension of safe-cracking. That was music composed by Lalo Schifrin for the first season Man from Uncle episode, The Fiddlesticks Affair. It's interesting to mention that two years later, when Schifrin set down the musical soundscape for Mission Impossible in 1966, 
that series maintained a serious-minded approach throughout its entire seven-season run. However, in contrast, The Man from U.N.C.L.E. went on quite a journey during its shorter run of four seasons, as it instead attempted to keep up with current trends on TV, pop music, and youth culture. The Man from U.N.C.L.E. shifted from black and white to color with its second season, and this change swept in a more light-hearted tone overall. Now, Lalo Schifrin uh, came back and updated Goldsmith's main theme, switching the tempo from the odd meter 5-4 to a more toe-tapping 4-4, and arranged it for a smaller ensemble, including Fender bass, jazz flute, and bongos. So here is Lalo Schifrin's arrangement of Jerry Goldsmith's Man From U.N.C.L.E. TV theme from the second season. That was Lalo Schifrin's arrangement of the Man From U.N.C.L.E. theme for its second season. To hip it up a little bit, mostly by way of including more bongos. To me, this seems to be the continuing influence of the Exotica lounge music style still prevalent at that early 60s time period. The new composers added for this second season of the show, Gerald Freed and Robert Drasnan, both far more liberally adopted a swinging pop style instead of the more straightforward, uh, serious-minded martial, brass, and percussion approach of the first season. Composer Freed came swinging right out of the gate with his score for the episode called The Alexander the Greater Affair, which opened the second season and was the show's first two-parter. Here's the cue called Steal the Gas.
That was music composed by Gerald Freed for the second season premiere of The Man from Uncle, the episode called The Alexander the Greater Affair. That cue was called Steal the Gas. Gerald Freed's contribution of original scores to the series outpaces all others, with over a dozen to his name. Consistent listeners of my podcast might remember Freed's name from the previous episode covering Mission Impossible, as he was part of the roster of composers for that series, along with contributing music to the original Star Trek, Lost in Space, and also Gilligan's Island. You might also recall how the landscape of TV scoring in this decade usually involved a roster of composers for each show and that only a third of episodes each season received an original score, while the rest were tracked. Composer Robert Drasden was also incorporating more trendy pop elements into his scores in that second season, such as for the episode The Foxes and Hounds Affair. For a sample of his approach, here's the cue called Often Running. It's a cue led heavily by bass guitar, saxophones, and harpsichord. Uh, So again, this is music from that episode... The second season episode, The Foxes and Hounds Affair, composed by Robert Drasnan. That was music composed by Robert Drasnan for the second season Man From U.N.C.L.E. episode, The Foxes and Hounds Affair. It's an episode which guest starred Vincent Price as a man who invents a mind-reading device. So, with the increased expense of shooting the show in color now, the network had to slash costs elsewhere. And as often happens, the music budget is the first on the chopping block. During that first season, the music budget allowed Jerry Goldsmith an average of around 20 to 25 players uh, for each of his three scores, and this then fell to around 15 players for the subsequent scores. In the second season, the composers were barely allowed 8 to 10 players, and as you can imagine, this meant they had to be very judicious with what instruments were selected. Now, with the producers wanting to also target younger viewers, this meant that the band typically consisted of brass, bass guitar, drum kit, bongos, harpsichord, and a variety of saxophones. It also meant there were some very creative choices to musically represent foreign locales or characters. For instance, in the episode called The Cherry Blossom Affair, set in Japan, Gerald Freed needed to musically paint the sound of the Far East, but with only seven musicians. He tuned the banjo to mimic the sound of the Japanese shamisen, but otherwise composed this fight cue in the pentatonic scale. So here's an example of Gerald Freed's music for that episode called Cherry Blossom Affair. (laughs) 
That was music from the second season episode, The Cherry Blossom Affair, composed by Gerald Freed, an example of how inventive he and the other composers had to be uh, due to very limited resources on the music budget on The Man from Uncle. The second season proved to be the height of popularity for the show and its two lead actors, so much so that one episode late in the season, The Moon Glow Affair, saw the introduction of two new characters, April Dancer and Mark Slate, also both agents of Uncle. This was a backdoor pilot into the spinoff called The Girl from Uncle, which premiered later that year, 1966, and ran alongside the main series for its sole season. Now, the third season of The Man from Uncle is where the tone really took a hard left turn. The second season had already shifted into a more genial tongue-in-cheek tone from the first, while the third season moved into outright camp. The reason? Well, it was the incredibly popular, colorful, also campy, live-action Batman television series starring Adam West that had been airing over on ABC. A number of existing shows, such as The Man from U.N.C.L.E. and also Lost in Space, concluded that a wacky, campy tone kept them relevant, and thus they made the dubious decision to follow suit. Unfortunately, what oddly worked for Batman was disastrous for the other competing shows. In terms of music, this resulted in scores of a very breezy, sometimes goofier nature, something which Gerald Freed excelled at, actually. Listen to his score for the third season episode called The Monk's of St. Thomas Affair. Now this is a score which utilizes a band featuring baritone sax, bassoon, English horn, and harpsichord, in addition to flutes and a drum set. So again, this is music composed by Gerald Freed for the third season Man From U.N.C.L.E. episode called The Monks of St. Thomas Affair.
That was some of Gerald Freed's inventive, catchy music for the episode The Monks of St. Thomas Affair from the third season of The Man from U.N.C.L.E., a season in which the producers opted for more of a campier tone. Freed and Robert Drasnan continued to provide the majority of original scores for the third season and its escalating plots of wackiness. In the episode The Pop Art Affair, Napoleon Solo and Ilya Kiryakin are tasked with tracking down a hiccup-inducing gas somewhere in Greenwich Village. Drasnan responds with a nifty score, swinging from jazz waltzes to a bass-heavy fight cue. Here is some of Robert Drasnan's music for that episode, The Pop Art Affair. That was music composed by Robert Drasnan for the third season of The Man from U.N.C.L.E., the episode The Pop Art Affair. As I mentioned, this was a season which ultimately resulted in many viewers abandoning the show. The U.N.C.L.E. producers even went so far in their quest to emulate the campier qualities of Batman, uh, they went as far as hiring the regular composer on Batman, 
legendary arranger and conductor Nelson Riddle to score the two-part episode called The Concrete Overcoat Affair. Nelson Riddle wrote a score that, unsurprisingly, sounded just like his music for Batman, heavy on the brass and the saxophones. So for any fans of that 1960s-era Adam West Batman TV series, this score for Man From U.N.C.L.E. might sound like it's in the same ballpark. That was an example of Nelson Riddle's music for the two-part episode, The Concrete Overcoat Affair. Most of Riddle's Batman-esque music for this two-parter was subsequently rejected by the Man From U.N.C.L.E. producers. Ironically enough, since these same producers' goal had been to emulate Batman for this third season. And yet, even musically, that wasn't the strangest choice. In the episode called The Hot Number Affair, Guest starring none other than Cher and Sonny Bono, Gerald Freed was tasked with writing a duet for Kazoos. Even with third season episodes stretching the limits of credulity, plus the flailing ratings, the Uncle producers escaped cancellation from NBC by electing to return the show's focus to the style and tone of the first season, everything with the exception of being in black and white. For the fourth and final season of The Man from Uncle, the episode plots were more grounded, detailing assassination attempts and double agents. There were frequent two-parters, 
and the tone indeed reflected one more serious and often grim. Musically, the new composer for that season, Richard Shores, uh, stride for the brass, percussion, and woodwinds sound of Jerry Goldsmith, yet still retained some jazz inflections to keep it period-specific. In this climactic action cue from the two-part episode The Prince of Darkness Affair, Richard Shores mixes in electric keyboards with the martial brass and percussion, and then he wraps up with a version of Goldsmith Meet Mr. Solo theme. This was that secondary theme that Jerry Goldsmith composed for The Man From U.N.C.L.E. So again, this is music composed by Richard Shores for the fourth season episode of The Man From U.N.C.L.E., the episode The Prince of Darkness Affair. That was some of Richard Shore's music from the fourth season of The Man From U.N.C.L.E., specifically the episode The Prince of Darkness Affair, the final season of the series which saw an attempt to revisit the tonal qualities of season one. As with Jerry Goldsmith, Morton Stevens, and Gerald Freed, Richard Shore's was another mainstay heard across televisions during the 50s and 60s, from Twilight Zone to The Virginian and Wagon Train. In the midst of its last season, the show even reached out to Jerry Goldsmith to return and score one of the two-parters, specifically the Deadly Quest Affair, following a Gerald Freed score that was rejected for being too light. This I find ironic, since Freed had been their favorite go-to composer for the previous two seasons for exactly that reason. Instead, the music director for the show wound up 
re-recording new versions of Goldsmith Season 1 music to better help this episode achieve the same tone. So the series finale was the two-part episode, The Seven Wonders of the World Affair, and it was also scored by Richard Shores. During its lifespan on television, The Man from U.N.C.L.E. received a number of Emmy and Golden Globe nominations, winning a Golden Globe in 1966 for Best Show. There had been two top-selling records released of both theme and some re-recorded music highlights. There were countless merchandise tie-ins, including games and toys and puzzles and comic books and novels. It's interesting to see in hindsight how The Man From U.N.C.L.E. kick-started the spy craze on American TV, peaked in popularity during its second season, and yet was soon eclipsed by newcomers on the scene, such as Mission Impossible and Get Smart. Now, you might think that this is when the show fades into memory, until a resurgence of nostalgia brought about the 2015 big-budget cinematic adaptation. Well, not exactly. You might be surprised to learn that there had been eight theatrical Man From U.N.C.L.E. features all released during the time frame of the original TV series from 1964 to 1968. How is this possible, you might ask? Mostly thanks to the presence of all those two-part episodes each season. I learned that right from the start of the series, the studio MGM planned to repackage the pilot episode for an international theatrical release. And this was done in order to offset production expenses, try to make some of that money back overseas. So MGM packaged each of the two-part episodes into single features, even going as far as to shoot additional scenes with the cast, add in some subplots to both beef up the running time and also sprinkle in more sex appeal and violence was something that they couldn't do too much of on American television. Most of these feature films were marketed as B-movies here in the United States, uh, but presented with a bit more fanfare internationally, sparking a worldwide fan base even though the show itself never aired overseas. I wanted to mention this specific aspect of the Man From U.N.C.L.E. franchise because with the addition of new scenes and new edits of these episodes, new music was often required. And of the stable of series composers, Morton Stevens, Gerald Freed, and Nelson Riddle all returned to score these quote-unquote movies either entirely from scratch or only for specific sequences. For example, the 1967 theatrical feature entitled The Karate Killers was created from the two-parter The Five Daughters Affair, which was from The Man From U.N.C.L.E.'s third season. It was a two-part episode that was originally tracked with existing music, and so this rebuilt cinematic version would require a completely new score, which was composed by Freed. Stylistically, the new music in these features followed the same template as the original episodes, and Gerald Freed's music for The Karate Killers has the breezy, pop-influenced, tuneful quality of his second and third season scores. Here is a selection of cues 
the main title, Snow Goons, and Touchdown, composed by Gerald Freed for the 1967 Man From U.N.C.L.E. theatrical feature, The Karate Killers. The eighth and final theatrical feature released was How to Steal the World, released in March of 1969 and was created from the two-part series finale episodes, The Seven Wonders of the World Affair, which itself had been broadcast the year prior, on January 8th and 15th, 1968. Man from Uncle then entered an extended period of hibernation as the reruns cycled in syndication. It wasn't until 1983 that a reunion TV movie, was produced, starring both Robert Vaughn and David McCallum, in hopes that it could revitalize another incarnation of the series, but unfortunately to no avail. In 1993, the film rights were purchased by producer John Davis, who subsequently put the project into development, collaborating 
alongside the original series producer, Norman Felton. A cavalcade of scripts were commissioned over the next two decades, until director Steven Soderbergh was finally attached to start production on a movie version in 2012. The screenplay selected kept the time period as the 1960s, which is interesting considering how the other concurrent 60s spy series, Mission Impossible, was setting its film incarnations in the present day. The Man from Uncle in concept is seemingly much more tied to the Cold War era, and even when Soderbergh departed, replaced by director Guy Ritchie, the setting remained. The story is framed more as a prequel to the original show, as uh, Napoleon Solo and Ilya Kuryakin are introduced as rivals here before having to team up for the movie's mission. In terms of casting, Henry Cavill assumed the role of Napoleon Solo, while Army Hammer played Ilya Kuryakin. Meanwhile, in the music department, British composer Daniel Pemberton was hired, having recently impressed everyone via his work on Ridley Scott's 2013 movie, The Counselor. And of course, this was all before his career accelerated uh, into the stratosphere, thanks to Into the Spider-Verse. The big-budget Man From U.N.C.L.E. film was released in summer of 2015. So this is the part of the episode when, talking about a TV series that migrated to the big screen, we can now ask those questions I posed at the start. What was or was not carried over from the televised episodes to the theatrical feature? Was the TV series theme referenced? Was the style of episodic scoring repeated? When discussing the 2015 movie, the main Man From U.N.C.L.E. theme isn't referenced at all in the score proper. However, the overall sound of the film's score does feel like it represents the episodic scoring style. According to interviews with Pemberton, the directive from director Guy Ritchie was to accentuate and exaggerate the sound and style of 1960s-era film scoring, which was inarguably an eccentric era of scoring. Pemberton followed examples set by composers such as John Barry, Lalo Schifrin, Quincy Jones, and other composers of that decade, and he responded with music that is bold, kinetic, and memorably retro. He embellished an orchestra of strings and brass with two drum sets, bongos, cymbalom, harpsichord, electric and bass guitar, vocals, and rhythmic, breathy solo flute lines. The early cue called Out of the Garage begins in a sneaky and slinky jazz mode before being joined by a staggered, breathy flute ostinato, electric guitar, bongos, and drum kit to provide a cool groove. This is music composed by Daniel Pemberton for the 2015 feature film incarnation of The Man From U.N.C.L.E.
That was the cue called Out of the Garage, composed by Daniel Pemberton for the 2015 Guy Ritchie-directed film The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Thinking back to the cues composed by Gerald Fried and Robert Drasnan, the band that Pemberton assembled here is akin to what we heard during the show's second and third seasons. In interviews at the time, Daniel Pemberton noted that Guy Ritchie isn't really a fan of the traditional application of cues in film and preferred that each cue feel like its own sort of album track. This is certainly evident in cues for the film such as Escape from East Berlin and Laced Drink, the latter cue being a mid-tempo groove colored by harpsichord, flute, and bass guitar, which color the scene, but they don't really follow specific actions in the scene. It's more of just a vibe that it's creating. So again, this is the cue called Laced Drink from the 2015 film The Man from U.N.C.L.E.
That was the cue called Laced Drink from Daniel Pemberton's Man from Uncle score. So even while navigating Guy Ritchie's predilection for needle-dropping numerous songs into his movies and his request for non-traditional score cues, composer Pemberton maintained consistency through his selection of instruments and a few recurring thematic ideas. The bouncy staccato flute figure, which we heard in the cue Out of the Garage, returns in several subsequent cues, including the exciting Escape from East Berlin. Regarding the recurring thematic elements of this score, there is a somewhat melancholic, hesitant theme for Alicia Vikander's character of Gabby Teller and the playful attraction she and Kuriakin develop for each other. It's first performed on an instrument called the marxophone, then a cymbalom to give it an Eastern European color, and overall sounds akin to the melancholy melodies of Ennio Morricone and John Barry from the 1960s. You can hear this theme in this cue called The Unfinished Kiss.
That was the cue, The Unfinished Kiss, from 2015's The Man from Uncle, composed by Daniel Pemberton. Truthfully, I appreciated and marveled at Pemberton's achievement in capturing the feel of eccentric 1960s-era movie music. This was accomplished purely through instrumentation choices, style, and idiom, without making it a John Barry or Ennio Morricone pastiche. And as a result, the approach happens to align with the style of scoring heard on the Man From U.N.C.L.E. TV series. Although, I feel, by omitting Jerry Goldsmith's theme completely, the 2015 feature feels less tied to the Man From U.N.C.L.E. franchise and more like a Guy Ritchie movie, which happens to share the same title. Regardless, I find it an incredibly entertaining movie, and Cavill expertly channels Robert Vaughn in his performance. If this picture had been more successful and yielded a sequel or two, I have no doubt that Goldsmith's indelible theme would emerge as more integral to the music. I want to thank everyone for listening today to this episode of the podcast as I continue my mini-series of listening to TV shows which migrated over to the big screen. Hopefully it proved to be fun and illuminating as I zeroed in on The Man from U.N.C.L.E. from its four-season run on television in the mid-1960s to its internationally released features and then closing with the recent Guy Ritchie-directed adaptation from 2015 music heard in this episode were from the following TV shows and films. The Man from U.N.C.L.E., themed by Jerry Goldsmith, with score excerpts by Goldsmith, Morton Stevens, Gerald Freed, Nelson Riddle, Robert Drasnan, and Richard Shores. The Karate Killers, by Gerald Freed. The Man from U.N.C.L.E., 2015 feature film, music by Daniel Pemberton. I would like to say thank you to the label Film Score Monthly for their multiple CD sets of music from the original Uncle series and the eight international feature film versions. It is these album sets which have been the source for the cues that I showcased here today. Seek out these albums if you're intrigued. If you'd like to send any comments or questions, you can email the show at podcast at gmail.com Find the blog at ascoretosettle.blogspot.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash ascoretosettle, and on Twitter at score2settlepod. That's score, the number two, settle pod. The show is available on most streaming platforms, and if you happen to listen to the show via Apple Podcast, feel free to leave a rating and a review. I always appreciate that, and you can get a shout-out next time. Thanks again for listening. Closing Channel D.